I prefer really not to not to speak. If I speak, I am in, in big trouble. In big trouble. And I don't want to be in big trouble. So, so you know, let's, let's not take the piss here. I, I certainly wasn't. Well, I think you were. But uh, I wasn't. Hey, Adrian! Like Rocky! Only with... Uh, uh, with sex masochism, then it is uh, allowed. Hello and welcome to the Three Points Podcast. We're back. Um, I'm here with Jim McElhone. Jim, how are you doing, mate? Lovely, mate. Lovely. Lovely. Good. Well, that's good. Do you know who isn't doing lovely today? Oliver Barton, uh, the other contributor. He has uh, his letters down today with illness, which is disappointing. Always ill, that guy. Always ill. So so ill and so tall as well. Funny, funny that. Um, we thought that as Ollie's not here, and seeing as Jim's a City fan, I'm a Liverpool fan. It's the big game this weekend. Liverpool against City at Anfield on Sunday. We thought we might as well do a bit of a special. Um, so we're not the three points podcast today. We're the two points podcast. I suppose you could say we've dropped a point. <laughs> oh, dear, Stop. It's, a, sh- sh- it's okay. Um, so, Jim, I, d- f- first initial thoughts. What are you, how, how are you feeling personally? I wasn't really that nervous for it. But then we were speaking about last night, speaking about the injuries... Um, obviously the result last night it was going so well in the first half um, plenty of positives I think it was such an exciting thing to see Bernardo Silva and De Bruyne in the middle you've got Mendy, Cancelo at fullback, such attacking it was such an attacking team um, a lot of positives were coming out of the game, the, the assist from Jesus at the start but then we just didn't put the game to bed I think a lot of the times when we're against these teams, we get so many chances and the finishing actually, you know, some games isn't actually up to scratch. Um, and then, yeah, the Jesus miss, which mm. was a pathetic penalty. <laughs> like, yeah. For, for a Brazilian number nine, you know, um, I reckon it, he could have been fighting for his place for Sunday, but um, yeah, I think Aguero's going to start that one. But yeah, I think the result as a whole was just really negative I think it's the last thing that he needed I yeah. think I think his, his ideal game is we go to Atalanta we win 4-0 Kevin De Bruyne runs the game yeah. which is what he needs to happen on Sunday um, and it's just easy street and from the sounds of things in terms of the, I only watched the second half but in terms of the quality of performance in the first half City did that and maybe just didn't quite get yep. the goals to, didn't get the goals they deserved. But second half's a real shit show, isn't it? I mean, yeah, um, Fernando Fernandinho sort of gunned one error for the goal, um, and then, yeah, I just think it's the type of game we started such a strong team. Um, we want to put our game to bed. Now there's a bit of a negative environment around the team at the moment. No, no idea what's happened to Edison. Might be Kyle Walker or Scott Carson on the bench as a secondary <laughs> keeper. For a, well, let's hope so. Let's hope Carson has a little shave. Yeah. Get ready for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The man sort of has just had stubble for his whole life. Carson passing out from the back at Anfield is just yeah a nightmare. Having slept in his car the night before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I suppose from a Liverpool perspective, I was at the game at Anfield um, on Tuesday and I'm, I'm not someone who's sort of lucky enough to get to go to loads of games um, but I have got a ticket for Sunday in a cop well, have you sorted that? <laughs> yeah Ooh. which I'm looking forward to um, 
it wasn't it wasn't a good, it was a weird game Liverpool get I think Liverpool get the win and because it's at Anfield there there was a sort of feeling of there was a bit of like we'll see you on Sunday like the, you know this will yeah. be better on Sunday and we'll see you on Sunday they get the win which is the most important thing and Liverpool are now in this I suppose this the position that City are in in the group stage is in that they are very much in control of the group now and Liverpool are guaranteed to go through top if they beat Napoli mm. and then Salzburg is, is then a free hit um, which is ideal but I think for neither for neither manager it was the perfect game leading into uh, the weekend but you know it could be worse yeah I think our game was more about the what's to come really with the mm. Liverpool game around the corner um, I think a draw at Atlanta isn't Terrible in the grand scheme of things because yeah. they are a good attacking team. And you've won your you've won your th- uh, four other games, haven't you? Or yeah, three other games. Yeah. Um, three other games. Yeah. yeah, but defensively, Atlanta they're just for the taking. Yeah, because um, they go all out against us, and I yeah just can't believe it's only one all. But yeah, got to take it and then move on. Right. Well, let's let's move on then to the weekend. I think I think this is so interesting in that you know when you think about managers and you think about coaches and teams. When they approach a game, generally they've got a few days to prepare for it, um, and maybe if you're playing a good, but you know, so say for example, if 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 Liverpool are playing uh, uh, Leicester, I think Klopp is probably looking at it two three weeks in advance, starting to get his homework in. I think this is a game that both these managers have probably in the back of their minds been preparing for for the last six months because I think they know how. Because literally, it was the game last year that decided the title. They know how big this game is. What's really interesting about this one now is because Liverpool have the six-point gap, what what does Pep want to get out of this game? Because it's like, does he put does he does he take risks and does he try and cut the gap, mm-hmm. or if he takes takes risks and with a bit of an injury hit squad, potentially as well with Edison out, if he loses the game. Nine points feels nine points feels big. I don't think six feels big, yep. uh, um, but Liverpool are nine points. They're not over the horizon, but they're not within touching distance anymore. So, what do you think with that in mind? What, what, what how does Pepper Pritt, Does he play for a draw? Does he, do you think he needs to go for a win? Yeah, I mean, I'm not one to you know. No one will know the sort of intricate tactics which go into it. Until yeah. after the and game, and we're not to tell yeah. <laughs> until yeah, until after the game when you know people can analyse it. But um, I think with these games, uh, and it goes back to the Dortmund buying uh, day, uh, derbies back in the day, um, with Pep sort of being turned over by uh, Klopp's um, Dortmund team in like a three uh, nil win one time. I can't remember which which year it was, but yeah, um, that game really showed Pep's tactics to make the defence very exposed at the back. Um, so I think each game, I think it needs to get, um, the tactics need to change to some extent. Mm. But with Pep, it's sort of like, does he go conservative or does he play the normal 2-3-2-3 two, three, two, three, um, formation and just go for it? But obviously in the 3-0 defeat um, in the Champions League, it just showed that that doesn't work. I was just really surprised by sort of Pep going all out like he would do in a sort of normal Premier League game against sort of a, a lesser a lesser team. Um, I think he really underestimated Klopp's team that, in the Champions League that year. Um, 
So I think this this game round, I think it will be conservative like last season, um, which you know it it really it's still a very unpredictable outcome of what's going to happen because mm. we can play a bit more defensive, but it still comes down to chance because in that game, obviously the stones um, clearance obviously was huge and there were other chances that Liverpool had to sort of break through. Yeah, and I think I think the Stones chance and is, is a really good example and the Kyle Walker clearance off the line. Oh, and also the Vincent Company um, tackle on Salah, which could yeah. have been a red. Yeah. So I think... I think it goes to show, the point that I'm trying to make is it goes to show that when these two teams are playing at their best, the things that separate them as with the John Stones clearance, they're, they're millimetres apart. Like That's how good these teams are and that's how close yeah. they are to each other. So, so close. So, yeah, I think with the sort of tactics which Pep played in the 3-0 defeat, which was sort of possession, play from the back, defenders play to Fernandinho, Fernandinho sort of plays the attacking mids or the wing, all the full-backs which are pushing up. Whereas like, we can't do that because... Um, Fernandinho or Gundogan will probably probably be on Sunday. They just get suppressed by your front three. Mm. So people like Firmino just he'll be pretty much man marking um, Gundogan when we play trying to play out from the back. Um, so we need to sort of press more defensively, I think. Um, and yeah, I think we'll see that on Sunday. Yeah, I think it's a uh, from. It, it's really interesting because I think Fernandinho, I'm not sure if, the, from from what you see from Pep, there aren't better options there. But I'm not watching him thinking, I'm not watching not sure him thinking, uh, yeah, yeah. Or I'd, I, I'm not watching him thinking I'd rather it be him and one of Stones and Otamendi. Yeah. As opposed to Stones and Otamendi playing together, I'd, 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 and I think he gives Pep exactly what he wants on the ball. Yeah. But defensively. He doesn't want guys running at him. He he's not great at picking up men. He's not the biggest. And actually, I think you know Otamendi's actually not that tall himself. No, six foot, I think. Yeah, um, that's what his top trump says anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, th- I, th- I think he's given him sort of a, a very different type of centre back. But it's one of those where if Fernandinho's not really on it at the weekend, he could be in for a tough game. Yeah. Saying that though, I think we, I think personally, and I can see it happening. I think we've got to go for the Fernandinho Stones um, partnership just because we're relying on playing it back uh, out the back still. Do you not um, think he might do something like a like a back three and play all three of them? No, because I think it's four at the back. But what I'm thinking is, I'm thinking Mendy left back, Walker right back. I'm saying Walker because I think in this game Walker can't bomb it forward mm-hmm. Mendy will be going forward to halfway line I think joining with the midfield but when that happens when we're sort of pressing attacking I think Walker will like he did in the 2-1 um, defeat uh, win sorry at the Etihad I think Walker will join like a back three just because I don't think Walker can um, push forward in the same way Cancelo could um, but I think Cancelo might come on later on in the game, say last 30 minutes, when our tactics will change. Mm-hmm. But Pep's done that before in a lot of the other games, um, against Dortmund, against Liverpool, 
sort of changed the tactics in the last third, the last half. So is that too predictable now? You know, for Klopp. But yeah. what other like what other tactics do we have? Yeah, I, like I don't, I, I can't see us risking a new tactic. I think the conservative tactics, all we can do. But I think I think where it's interesting is that Pep is so, and I mean this as a compliment. He's so ruthlessly himself, and he so ruthlessly believes in in his team yeah. and in his philosophy. And I think that's why it last season was the first time that he turned up to Anfield and thought, "Got to do something a bit different here." Yeah, I think. I think he did think that for that one, but um, I think... Sorry, it's last time at Anfield. Yeah. Yeah. I think that and the Etihad were pretty similar tactics to some extent. Sure. But, um, yeah, I just think the second part, the sort of last third, where he changes the tactics, worked better in the second one at the Etihad. Mm-hmm. For obvious reasons, the environment of it all. Yeah. And, I mean, we had someone like Sane to bring on for the second half just, and that, it, that changes yeah. the dynamic I don't think we have that in uh, Mares or well we don't really have a winger to bring on because Bernardo is going to be in the centre Stavis Silva's uh, injured so well what's the reason that Sane is I mean Sane is such a good player on so many levels but in terms of games like that and being a sub it's it's he's so quick that having him as a break glass option, and that's where the goal came from. That second City yeah. goal, it was it was just a break, and it was Sane just running and scoring. And, yeah, nine times out of ten, that probably misses, doesn't it? Mm. It was so precise. Yeah, um, it was a great goal. I think that game was just all fine margins, wasn't it? It was. And I always say to you, you know, it was one of the best games I've ever seen. Just tactically watching that, um, and also we got the win. But I mean, as a Liverpool fan, you didn't look on that game and think. Seasons, you know, seasons over. No. City, are four points behind. I think it was. Mm. Um, you don't look at that and think you're looking at performance negatively. I think it was definitely. I think it was. I think just, it was one of our best performances of the season. I think it yeah. was just two. It, I think it was two best teams in the world yeah. playing really well against each other. It's elite football, elite tactics. Yeah. Pressure like this, the point of the season, January turning yeah. point. And and I think that's where you've got to give City huge praise because City, I think City lost something like like three games in four in December, yeah, and found themselves in a really tricky spot. Come that game, if Liverpool won that game, they would have gone on to ten points, and I think and ten points is, I'm not going to say season over, but it's pretty close to that. Yeah, Liverpool of course lost that game, and then we went on a run of getting pretty poor draws, so we draw. Um, uh, we draw at home to Leicester yeah. uh, we draw at Everton we draw at West Ham um, and then of course we draw at Old Trafford as well so it, yeah it, it was the game when I think you'd probably say that City I think City rattled Liverpool after that game Liverpool weren't quite the same after that game and I think City after mm. having had a bit of a yeah. poor period said no we're back and we're right back in this title race yeah. and it was, you hate to say this, and you sound daft saying this retrospectively, because of, of of course it's easy to say retrospectively, but there was maybe almost a predictability about it that City won. Oh, shit, they, yeah. are, they are back. And I think, I mean, what, like, let's talk about the different scenarios then. If, what, what's your thought? If Liverpool win, Liverpool nine points clear, 
we've then got a pretty easy run until I think we've got Leicester away on Boxing yeah. Day. But prior to that, we've got Everton. And I think that's, in terms of difficult games, that's it. Yeah. And you've got a pretty difficult run through until Christmas. Yeah, I think we've got, we've got like Chelsea next. Chelsea, Leicester, Leicester Arsenal, Arsenal, Manchester yeah. Derby. You've got Burnley away, Newcastle away, some really tough games. If it's nine points, do you think, what, what does that mean to you, a nine point gap? It means this game's so, so important. Um, but also, I think I'm quite confident in all, all of those games. Like I, I still am confident in those games. I'm confident we can get through them, um, definitely. Because we've got we've got a few players out at the moment who are short term injuries. I think when they come back into the team, it really strengthens the team. But you know, you're in a much much better position at the moment. You've, like I said, you've got some really tough games out of the way. Yeah. If you win this game come Sunday, it makes those games look a lot harder. It if does, we if yeah. we beat you or get even to get a point at Anfield, I think just because getting the point at Anfield, I mean, what you've not been what was that thing I sent you today? Like you've not been beaten at Anfield now for nearly like two elections or something like that. <laughs> yeah. um, it's just it's stupid and it's such a hard place to go. Um, so yeah, I, I just think if if we get turned over on Sunday, it's it's really it's really going to be a hard few weeks for us coming up yeah totally and I, I think I think Laporte's a, a big part of this in that if you are within touching distance when he's back I think you I think just because of that experience of winning the title before I think you might go on and win it if if you are within three points when he's back yeah. I think if you're not within touching distance I think that's when Pep and the players even subconsciously make a decision of Laporte's back January, February time. It's kind of Champions League or league. We've got to prioritise one. Yeah. And I think, and it's like, well, we can prioritise the league, but if we're, say, nine points behind, we're chasing a bit of a lost cause there. I think that's where where Liverpool now have got to be ruthless until basically early next year. Yeah. And then I think City almost have to make that decision. Okay. Um... But I think if City can stay within touching distance, I think they'll always have that, just that little psychological edge of, we've won the title before, we've come from, you know, last season, we've come from seven points behind to win the title. Yeah. I think this this part of the season is massive now. And it's really interesting, actually, look at Liverpool's fixtures. So our fixtures are actually relatively easy up until when we go to the Etihad, which I think is in April. And then we've got a really tough last sort of five games of the season. Yeah. But if we're miles ahead, because we've just played loads of easy teams, then it's almost like we could win the title having played shit teams. Do you know what I mean? In my head, it almost seems a bit unfair. Like by the time that game comes around, we we could be like, I I don't know, we could be five points away from winning the title in in mid-April. You know, like that's a bold statement to make. Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? Like we're playing a load of easy teams and you've still got all those hard fixtures earlier in the season I think we've got a quite an easy um, end to the season I'm not yeah, sure you about have, yours yeah, yeah so ours is uh, I think in the last five games we've got like um, I think I think Wolves at home or maybe even Wolves away is the last game of the season but we've got City we've got Chelsea we've got Arsenal yeah. um, we've got a really tough like last five um, but prior to that it's pretty easy street we've got United in January which is nice we can play them while they're still shit um, and <laughs> 
Everton. I don't know when the second derby is, but yeah, interesting. Right, let's let's move on. We've only got about eight minutes left, so let's have a chat about where this fixture stands now. You know, talk about two great teams. One of them, domestic champions, treble winners last year. One of them's the European champions, respectively, ninety-eight and ninety-seven points last season. Two unbelievable teams. We're talking about here when you compare this to great sort of derbies and rivalries in the past where does this sort of stack for you I think there's just inevitably there is a rivalry just because of how intense the games are how intense the season the seasons have been um, Champions League meetings you know which haven't gone too well for our lot um, obviously like it's Liverpool and Manchester so there is some sort of regional derby as well, right? Rivalry. Um, I think it relates probably to something like United, Arsenal potentially. Would you say it relates to United, Liverpool? But it's no, not, I, not on that rivalry at all. No, not at all. Because could it, it skim that surface eventually? I think yeah, eventually it could. It could if 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 what we're seeing now continues for the next. 15, 20 years, yeah, it, it could get to that stage. Um, yeah, so th- yeah, definitely more on the like sort of United Arsenal level of two very successful teams. I think for me, I wouldn't because Liverpool haven't won a title yet. I'm not sure if I would put it on that level yet. Yeah. For me, it reminds me very much of Liverpool Chelsea. 10 years ago 10-15 years ago where you had the one team being really successful domestically and the other one I'm not listen I think Liverpool are one of the two best teams in Europe but that team back then was punching above their weight in Europe but not doing quite as well domestically and I think the two the clubs in terms of the fact that Liverpool was very much this sort of old bastion of a club Chelsea new money sort of the new kids on the block kind of come from nowhere similar with City yeah. I, I look at it as being almost the the second iteration of that rivalry I think that if Liverpool can win a title then you start to talk about it in the context of United Arsenal yeah definitely but I, think, I, don't, I don't think I don't think Liverpool have earned the right yeah. for it to be compared to that yet I think like I think it's like li- living in Liverpool for like four years and sort of getting the gist of like the the rivalry and stuff. I don't. I don't think there's much hatred, you know, in when you speak to actual like Liverpool fans. No. Obviously, when you look on social media, there's a lot of jibes and a lot of shit. Like you know, City a small club, a lot of stuff about attendance and all that. Yeah. But like end of the day, it's just a little. I saw someone on Twitter today. It was like, you know, at a game where you're like next to the away fans and they're giving you shit and you're giving them shit for like ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. But like on Twitter, it's just like that all the time. Yeah, um, and like, but when you actually speak to actual fans, it's just like there's, I think there's quite a lot of respect between both both clubs because both yeah. teams, no matter like how debatable you know the the forms of how City have made their team with all the money and stuff, and like Liverpool are more more of an honest club if you know what I mean. As much as you can say that, I think um, the actual football both teams are playing, you just got respect. And it's mm. we, we like last season was one of the most exciting head-to-head sort of battles that you, the Premier League seen definitely. Yeah, and yeah. Ba- and two, the first game wasn't very exciting, um, but the Etihad game, like we said before, was just unreal. 
and hopefully we'll see another game like that this weekend. I'm not too confident it'll be that exciting, but you don't think? You but think, uh, I, I just think I don't know. It's so hard to judge because we said it was five margins last time. We can go anyway, but I'm predicting low goals. I'm going to put faith. In my defence, but now I'm saying that <laughs> it's going to be fucking four 0 Liverpool. <laughs> Don't say right. my word. I've um, yeah, I'm going on Sunday in the cop. First time in the cop. I've um, been in the cop for you. You've been, been in the cop. That's wrong. That's wrong. Isn't it? Yeah, sorry, that is wrong. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, mate. I think sorry, it's going to be. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's going to be bouncing, <laughs> mate. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, mate. I mean, the atmosphere is going to be unreal, isn't it? Um, but I mean, how about, how about you? Like confidence-wise, yeah. I mean, I assume yeah. I th- I think I look at it all, and I th- I think I think I look at Liverpool's form this season. The fact that we just we just don't lose football games at Anfield. You know, even we were a couple of weeks ago, we were four-two down against Arsenal, yeah. and, and an Arsenal team that had quite a lot of first eleven players in, and still there's this. It's not a curse. It's it's sort of the opposite, like a good curse. Like we just, it's almost impossible. We're like we're like Achilles. It's a fortress, isn't it? Yeah, it's just impossible for us to lose games at Anfield. So think about that. I think about City's injuries. I think, you know, it's one. I think four on Sunday helps Liverpool. It'll be dark. It'll be moody. Yeah. You know, it's not half twelve on Saturday. Um, I I think it's set up to be. I, th- I think it's one that you look at and you're like, it's set up to be a great result for Liverpool. Like I, I, I fancy us, and I think we'll, I think we'll get the win. And uh, but it's it's so hard to predict because it's like, well, the Bruyne might just score three goals from forty yards because he can do it. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can speak about the tactics as much as like you want, but we we do both of the players to just fucking change a game on their own. So mm. yeah, so for a good one. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. Well, thanks for joining me, Jim. I'll uh Thank you. I'll see you next week, mate.